Hello again, and welcome to another Uncomplication Rabbit Hole. It is April 15th or 16th or something like that, uh, 2016. And I just want to walk through some of the thoughts that have been in my head um, because it's a topic that I'm really excited to talk and eventually to write about. And the topic involves... Well, let me just get a a couple of the concepts out and then we can see maybe what the blanket term is. But the ideas that I've been really thinking about are serendipity, um, that strange way that things happen and those happenings lead to what are obvious necessities. Uh, You meet a person and it's a chance encounter and then that person goes on to be the most important person in your life. Or an idea hits you at the same time it hits someone else and then you find yourself talking to them about it and doing something about it. Um, So that's one of the concepts. The other is this concept of um, not judging whether things are good or bad when they happen because everything happens in a continuous field and so a bad thing that might have happened yesterday quite (laughs) definitely is the foundation for the good thing that happens to you today so the the judgment of things um, being sort of a an activity that we do that doesn't really provide much and really to not pass judgment provides this this broader view where more things can happen. And then I think the last term that I'm thinking about in this whole ball of concepts is this idea of grace, which is um, a term used quite often in theological discussions about the grace of God or someone who just has this trait of moving effortlessly and beautifully and that their path is not obstructed. And I think these three concepts really all roll together into one little idea and that's what I want to dig into a little bit. So starting I guess from the beginning, which is this idea of serendipity, um, I have so many instances in my life of serendipity that it is just astounding to the extent that one gets the feeling when looking back on the whole landscape of one's life that it was somehow a story that was just waiting to be told or almost a story that was already written and we're just now reading through the pages I think this kind of gets close to the ideas of fate, um, whether or not everything that happens to us is in some sense predetermined. But I think it's more that there is an ever-flowing field of opportunity, and if we're sensitive enough to observe the effects of the different uh, encounters and opportunities, I'm going to let this bus pass. If we're sensitive and aware enough to 
listen to our, our inner vibrations and, and see how things affect us, that there are these moments that quite clearly stand out as serendipitous occurrences. Um, most recently, I've been working on a, a campaign, uh, a fundraiser for an, an incredible story. And it's the kind of thing that when you hear about it, it's, it's just so obvious how it's all eventually going to happen. How this whole story is, is playing itself out and how I'm one small character in this story that's been told over several generations. And that goes right down into the, the daily happenings where a problem presents itself and then out of the blue a phone call comes in from someone completely random who just happens to have this next little piece to the bridge that we're building. And I think if we are observant, we will see how our entire lives are really constructed of that serendipitous effect and that we might pay attention to the big moments the ones that really catch us and just say, ah, oh, that was serendipitous. But uh, seren serendipity might just be this underlying thing that is happening with every step we take. Every step is serendipitous. Every encounter with someone, every thought you have. And uh, the, the word serendipity actually comes from the Sanskrit serendripa. And it is part of a story. Um, uh, serendripa means the Isle of Silk, I believe. And it's just this story about a family that's traveling to the Isle of Silk. And along the way, all of these uh, fortunate and unfortunate events befall them that lead to the, the outcome <laughs> that was... Uh, I guess, uh, always to be arrived at. But <clears throat> I guess why it's interesting is that it puts at least my mindset in a different plane. It, it takes me off the ground from just taking these steps and bumping into things like one of those toy robots that hits a wall and then has to turn around and go the other way. And instead I find myself elevated looking out across the landscape that is not just my life, but everybody's life happening together, intertwined, and it changes it from a, the, the um, sort of punctuated, you know, this follows that, causes this, causes that, causes this, and instead it's this uh, field where, like flipping through the pages of a book, you get these glimpses of things that haven't been written yet and of things that were written earlier. And <clears throat> again, this gets close to that idea of fate. And I don't, I don't necessarily believe that everything is predestined in that way, that, that we are all to arrive mechanically and robotically at the predescribed destination but I do feel like each of our lives and the lives of our species as a whole and the galaxy and the universe and the, 
the mind of whatever it is that holds all of this is in is in connection with everything else so that what happens to you today is fundamentally connected to every part of everything and so um yeah i I just how exciting is that to to think about that today's events and actions are that entwined with the rest of human history and that then leads quite logically to this next set of ideas which is the uh, the passing of judgment because it's easy to see something good come along and say oh that was serendipitous but it's a little bit harder when something really bad comes along to also say hey that was really serendipitous um Again, from that that broader perspective, you can see how all of the good and the bad and the pain and the sorrow and the excitement and joy and suffering and all of it mixes together to create exactly the world as it is. And you can get that, that feeling and that expanded view that what happened to you yesterday or a year ago that was just awful, somebody that you loved was taken from you unfairly and cruelly in the most horrific car accident or misfortune. And in those moments, oh, how bad, how awful, how, how much a thing that should not have been does that feel? But with these ideas comes this letting go of passing judgment as to the good or bad quality of any given event. And there's a little story, a little Zen story that I've always really liked that has this repeating theme of maybe. And it goes like this. There was a farmer in China in a rural village who had a bunch of horses And they were in the stockade and the sun went out to feed the horses and left the gate open and all the horses escaped. And so the next day the villagers come around and this poor farmer has no horses and they all say, oh, what a horrible thing. We're so sorry. And the farmer says, maybe. The next day the horses that escaped come back and each one of them has two or three wild horses with them. And they go into the pen and they close the gate. Now this farmer has, you know, way more horses than he had before. And all the villagers come around and they say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is a wonderful thing. And the farmer says, maybe. And then the next day, the sun is out again, trying to break one of the new horses. And he gets bucked off and thrown and breaks his leg. And now the sun is lame and he can't, he can't work for the season and all of the farmer or all the villagers come around and say, man, this is such an awful thing that's happened. Maybe. And then the next day, the army sergeants are coming around these villages to conscript young men into the military. And they take a look at the farmer's son and he's got a broken leg and they don't take him. And so the farmer gets to keep his son. And all the, far- all the villagers come around and they say, what a wonderful f- stroke of luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And uh, clearly, that's the way our lives work. 
And if you have a good day today or at any point in the future, that good is completely dependent on every bad thing you've ever experienced. You would not be where you are if it were not for everything that has led up to this moment. And I just love keeping that in mind because so often in the course of living and relationships and going out on our own special missions, trying to do things in the world, we get thrown these moments that are bad, (laughs) that suck, that are challenging and stressful and uh, soul-wrenching. And if we're able to not judge, but instead accept, embrace, and flow through to the next moment, uh, we're, we're always right where we are. And uh, a lot of the unnecessary suffering can be lost just by letting go of it. As soon as you say, this is a bad thing, your body responds to that accordingly. And now you've created additional baggage and stress and, and the things that really wear a person out and can ultimately kill a person. But if everything is just taken in stride and embraced as not a good thing or a bad thing, but just a, a part of the overall happening, I think that's where we kind of flow into this next concept, the last one that I wanted to talk about, which is this idea of grace. And again, grace is a, a term that comes up quite a bit in theological discussions. Um, God is said to have, to be the holder of grace, to, to have grace and to bestow grace upon people. And, you know, the grace of God is, in my thinking, the ability for a human, or really everything, to flow through what is happening without attachment without judgment, with complete acceptance, and therefore always flowing to these new wonderful things that in a broader view are the contents and characteristics of of everything. And a lot has been talked about, you know, if, if God is the holder of grace, how does one get grace? Is it something you can get? It seems to have to be given. And, you know, I, I um, as an interest, I, I like looking at these questions from all different sides. So in my worldview, um, the idea of it being somehow held or divvied out by a uh, creator is uh, one interesting way to look at it. I think another interesting way to look at it is that grace or moving through your life gracefully can only be done without thinking. <laughs> without, without thinking about it or chasing it or seeking it. And if you think about other, uh, other things that we ascribe grace to, um, animals are said to be graceful, like a swan or a bird. Uh, dancers are said to be graceful. Graceful. 
when they flow with the movements and the motions. And in these cases, again, it is a thoughtless kind of action. Uh, clearly, a dancer has to think and remember their, their steps and their moves. But I'm going to cross the road here. Okay, so clearly a dancer has to practice and rehearse and remember their moves. But when a dancer is in motion and is dancing gracefully, it is such a natural expression of something that goes beyond what that person even thinks of themselves to be, that you find a, a body in the field of life moving under energies that are not controlled, not, um, not pushed around. Uh, someone who is moving gracefully seems to just move with an inner energy. It's not a muscular activity. It's not a, a, a motion of the mind. And uh, animals, again, that are graceful, they just have this, this form and flow that is so... Uh, evocative of the inner workings <laughs> of everything. And if I, if I look at that kind of a definition and try to apply it to just the thoughts and choices and actions of our life, I begin to feel that when I am in my most graceful is when I am not looking around my landscape and passing judgment and trying to push things in accordance with, with my will, but I'm really present, I'm aware, I am taking care of myself, and I'm healthy, and I'm in full form, and I am flowing moment to moment, being sensitive to what's happening, and then acting out of some center that is beyond my thinking and my critical faculties, but is really just who I am at a much deeper level than that I, that I think I am. And so, to kind of try and wrap all this back up and make sense of it, it seems that we are able to achieve, and not even achieve as if it's something we're striving for, but we, we become grace or graceful when we are moving through our lives open and always acting based on our instinctual uh, feelings. You see, this is where it's always so hard. Anytime you're a philosopher and you're chasing down some idea, you go and you go and when you get to the end, you're right back where you started but you've said a lot of interesting things along the way because I'm not going to be able to take any of this and really apply it into a method or a formula that's going to change anything because that's really not the point that I'm talking towards. I think the point is that you, in your purest sense, are as graceful as a swan or have all the grace of God that you can possibly have and that 
just by going and doing and letting go of any baggage you collect along the way, you will find your fullest expression. You will find serendipity in your every step. You will find that the bad only leads to good and vice versa. And your life will be one of grace, beauty, and hallelujah. So that's my little rabbit hole for this morning. I look forward to uh, circling back on this and turning it into a more polished writing or podcast. But until next time, thank you all for listening. Cheers.